morning. I thank you for this house of worship. I thank you for this body of believers. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, for your son Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the word that you have this morning. Just love you, Papa. I just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning is going to be a little review, because what is review? Renewing your mind, right? You review something, you just renew in your mind, keeping it steadfast at the forefront so that when the enemy comes and tries to steal, kill, and destroy, it's already there. You got something to battle with, all right? So Jane, if you would, put up Ephesians 3 for me, the first slide there. So this is a a prayer that Paul had to the Ephesians. Now, I want you to think about this from the perspective of that this, this prayer also applies to us if you think about what he's speaking and praying for. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then, you'll be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. Who's the holy one, by the way? Anybody know? Who's the holy one? Believers in Jesus. That's us. The great magnitude, then you'll be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to the overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt. Say never doubt. Say it again, never doubt. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Where's it at? In you. And accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church and every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen. Who knows what amen means? So be it. In other words, you're in agreement, right? So when you pray for something, I've said that I've shared this before, your words are powerful. If I'm praying for healing, I'm speaking that healing. If I'm praying for deliverance or something, I'm speaking that. Stand agreement that's going to be, I'm going to be delivered from it. Would you agree? So when I say amen, I'm agreeing with it. Well, I ask you that because it's funny. I shared this message at Grace Camp. It's a, it's a little bit the same, a little bit different. God's giving me a little more insight. <laughs> but I used to struggle speaking in amongst big groups like this. I'd get all nervous and worked up and afraid and 
I was driving home Thursday night, and I was teaching Friday morning, and I was like, Lord, why do I get all geeked up about sharing in front of 50, 60 people, but if it's like four or five, I do just fine. And he's like, that's because you asked for permission. I asked for permission. He goes, yeah, you always ask for permission. And he, re- he reminded me that when I meet with a couple or me and Jody do, you know, meeting with couples and stuff, I always ask for them for permission to speak boldly to them, to speak truth to them. And when they, when, they, when they come back and say yes, that frees me up to be able to speak to, to them. So this morning I'm asking you, may I speak boldly to you this morning with truth? Can I get an amen with that? Thank you. So here we are. <coughs> little review today. Let's talk about Romans 15, 4 real quick. I think, Jane, you have that. For whatever was written in the early times is written for our instruction so that through perseverance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. True. True. Romans 8, 2 and 4. 2 through 4. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Can I get an amen? Amen. For what the law could not do, weak as it, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh as an offering for his sin. For sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So, as I was preparing this message for the youth, God gave me a picture of, for one, how faithful he was. Even, would you, let me ask you a question. Would you believe, would you say that someone who is not saved, is Jesus still pursuing them? Is God still pursuing them? He's going after the one, right? Now, before you got saved, was there ever an experience in your life when you look back, that he was there. He was not. He's like, I'm here. I'm with you. I see what you're going through. He reminded me of this story. It's a personal one. When I was about 12 years old, now my dad, when he was younger, he was a terrible alcoholic. If he wasn't drinking, he was an absolute stand-up guy. But as soon as he tapped into the bottle, it's like the wheels fell off and he became a different different person. Some of you can probably relate to that. If any members or friends you see that happens to. I can remember a time, this is my Whopper story by the way. My dad was out with his friends, they were drinking and partying. The mom was home with the kids. And she knew that when dad got home, he'd be hungry. And she had broke her hand. So cooking was tougher, so she had a cast on. So she decided to go to town, get Burger King. So Burger King was still in Archibald. And she brought it home. We lived five, six miles away. So you can imagine, by the time she got the food and got home, what happens? It gets cold, right? Well, we, we're sitting at the table getting our food, and dad's delivering them. Three sheets to the wind. He takes a bite of a sandwich, and it was cold. And he was mad. So in his anger, he threw his hamburger or whatever it was, his sandwich at my mom. 
my mom had finally had enough. And she said something back to him. Well, that guy made him more angry, so he got up and went to hit her. And my mom, bless her heart, she ducked. And she's got a cast on. Guess what she did with it? She hit him. She had enough. Well, that made my dad even more angry. Now, mind you, he's three sheets to the wind. He's having a hard time even standing. So I could see his, he went from at least something that was cognitive to you could tell he was just absolute rage. He swung again, and something inside of me I mind you, I'm 11 years old. My dad's six foot, probably every bit of 235. I couldn't have been 100 pounds wet. I said, that's enough. And I jumped up and I grabbed him and I threw him against the fridge and I got right in his face and I pointed at him and I said, that's enough. And you could see the rage in his eyes turn from furious anger to what did I just do? And he walked back into his room. He didn't come out the rest of the night. The next morning we get up, and I'm expecting the worst. My dad comes out and he says, Tom, I want you to know I love you. It'll never happen again. And it didn't. That was it. Now, I don't share this story with you to make you feel sorry for me or, or for my dad. My dad's a great guy. Jody is, my dad, a good guy. Leaps and bounds different from when he was young to his old. Would you agree that as you get older, you get wiser? Most people. Thank, thankfully, my dad has saw the light, and I love my dad. He's one of my heroes. I share this story with you because you may not feel like God is with you or present around you. He's in every single moment of your life. And he reminded me that that power that came out of me wasn't me. That was him. Because he loved me. Not because he loves me, but he also loves my dad. It took somebody who loves him to speak into him, even when it was tough, to say it's enough. To break that mindset. To break that, that history of just stupidity, 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 stupidity. So hold on to that. He's after you. He knows who you are. He's with you. Never leaves you. Never forsakes you. Can you hold on to that for this morning? It's important. Okay? What happens to our spirit? <coughs> what happens to our spirit and his spirit when we make the greatest decision in our lives? When we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, what happens to our spirit? Become born again. What happens with his spirit and my spirit? Somebody besides Val and Doug. What happens to your spirit and Jesus' spirit when you accept him as your Lord and Savior? Becomes one. Say that for me. Becomes one. Nothing can rip that apart. Remember that. That's a nugget to hold on today. Your spirit and his spirit are joined together. Nothing's going to shred it apart. You are tied lockstep together with Jesus. Doesn't look like it on the outside, but on the inside, I guarantee you, it's, it's there and it's locked. So if his spirit and my spirit are one, and the word talks about it, that makes me what? I'm now a co-heir. Whatever he has, what do I have? Same thing. 
right? True? Does it feel like you have the same thing? We can talk this morning. It's okay. I'm not Isaac. You can talk all you want. I don't have enough vocabulary like Isaac does this year. You're going to have to help me. Fair enough? If these truths, well, acknowledge, listen, if you didn't get an acknowledgement list, or wherever it went to, by the way, Jerry and Jill, I stole this. Thank you. If you didn't get one, we'll get one passed out to you. But let's just reaffirm this morning some truths. And again, like I said, but this is just, we're renewing our minds again this morning. Somebody read that for me out loud. One more time. That's you. That's me. If I'm in Jesus, guess what? I'm a new creation. The old man has died. I'm, new, I'm now alive in him. I'm a new man. Next one. What is it? Because of your own standing? What he did for us, correct? Therefore, I am righteous. I am holy. I can tell you right now, I don't feel holy. But I am holy. Because of what's in here. What's in here. I got up this morning battling. I asked Jody, what do I wear to church to teach? Because I'm, you know... Sometimes you get dressed up, wear nice shoes, and God was like, just be yourself. So I got my slides on, I got my shorts on, I got my t-shirt on. Just be you. Be authentic. Here we go. Next one. Out loud. One more time. Come on, there's more than just three people. Do we look perfect? Well, Jody might, but that's just my perspective. Here's one of my favorite ones. What do you have? What do you have? Just a couple more. Here we go. What are you? Do you feel like you're a world overcomer? You are. You are. I am what? If I'm a core in Christ, he's the king of kings. Guess what that makes me? Royalty. Here's a good one that everybody struggles with. I am a minister of reconciliation. What does that mean? It means you're equipped to share the gospel to anyone. You're equipped. You're qualified you have the goods. You may not feel like it, but I promise you, if you say, Holy Spirit, give me the words, and just stop for a second and breathe, and listen, it'll fall right out. Next. Is this the last one, Jane? I have his power, his energy. Where is it working at? In me. Last one. And I am God's beloved. Now, there's obviously many more. The word is filled with them. If you didn't get a sheet, I wanted to review those this morning because I think sometimes we forget that our true identity and who we are hinders us because we don't believe these things or, in, or don't get in agreement with these things. And so we struggle to go ahead and use, we've already talked about it a couple times this morning, the power that's on the inside of us. 
because we don't believe what God said about us is true because what his son did on the cross for us. I got a tattoo. I said I would never, ever, ever, ever get a tattoo. How many times have I said that, Jody? A lot. Some friends of mine got this tattoo after the first grace camp that we had, and I loved it. When I did some research to figure what it meant, it's Greek. It says to telestai, and what it means is, it was the last word that Jesus said on the cross. And what did he say? It is finished. So whatever's holding you back from thinking that you aren't qualified, remember what he said on the cross. It is finished. And so therefore, when it was finished, whatever was done on the cross and born again and rose again, and then pours into you, that finished work is on the inside of you. Not when you feel like it, not when you like you feel good enough because you've done good enough because you get to do something. Even in the midst of the pit, when you're blowing it, that power is still there. That power is still there. So let's reread that Ephesians 3 again, Jane. Can we do that for me? Can you pull back Ephesians 3, the first slide? So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. Let me make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself here. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until the supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Who wants some of that? I don't know about you, but I've known what I've been through in my life. I want that every day. Every day. I was blessed. I got a video sent to me, I think it was yesterday, about Grace Camp. I'm not going to lie to you. When we go to Grace Camp, I can't explain it, but we come so expectant that when we are there, it is almost overwhelming because you can sense the power of God the whole time you're there. From the time you get up to the time you go to bed, it's, it's, it's so thick you can almost taste it. And when it, I don't, you, I, I got to believe when we come in here Sunday morning for church, you, gotta, you guys got to feel it. I mean, you almost walk in like, what is this? What's different today? It's not that he came in here and there was more presence. I think it's because of the fact that we're all so focused on him that that's what's pouring out of us. So when you have 100 plus people coming in here that are so filled to the top that what's to talk about? Unlimited riches of his glory and favor, supernatural strength, floods the human being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, who uses your faith? Who uses your faith? Can I use your faith for you? Who uses your faith? You do. The life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Next one. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I love that last line. His miraculous power constantly does what? Constantly. It's a never-ending supply all the time. Who shuts that supply off? Who shuts it off? If it's all the time, who's, who's the one that's stopping the flow? We do. Where's the flow coming from? 
Is it something from God coming down to the sky and something's happening? Where's it coming from? We already talked about where's the power at? It's in here. When the work was finished on the cross, the Holy Spirit no longer resides on you like the old, ta- old saints. It's in you. It's in you. And if you don't feel like you have the Holy Spirit in you, I promise you you do. Come see me afterwards. We'll pray about it, and we'll let it loose. That sound good to you? All right, so you're probably wondering what the heck the dry erase board is. If you can't see it, I'm going to apologize. God gave me a picture. Some of you may or may not know, but I am an electrician by trade. What does electricity have to do with God? What do we talk about this morning? His power, right? If I was to look at electricity on what they call an oscilloscope, anybody know what an oscilloscope is? Anybody? It's okay. This is what it would look like. You can actually see what electricity looks like. So if you can't see this, I apologize. This is what, this is what it looks like. It shows you the phase and the time. Can you see that? <laughs> so, for example, your standard wall outlets, if I just look at it, this is 120 volts. Okay? Now, the distance from here to here, that time, is called potential. Potential energy, I believe, is what it's called, but we just call it potential. What he was showing me was, if I apply this to his word, and what I know is true in me, but I'm doing it on my own understanding, this is me. That's all the potential I'm going to have. Now, the cool thing about electricity is when you increase the power source, guess what happens? How much more potential do I have now if I'm focused on a greater power source? This is with God. You will have success in your life on your own. It's doable. A lot of people do it. But when I sit and trust God, my potential is even greater. Now, what's really cool, and I'm studying for this, the flow of an electrical charge per unit time is called electrical current. The difference in potential between This is positive, this is negative, all right? The difference of a positive-negative terminal of the cell is the potential difference of that cell. Potential energy is the energy an object possesses because of its position of rest. Did you hear that? Potential energy, how much potential do we have, is the energy of an object possesses, who's the object? Me, because of its position of rest. 
I'm doing it on my own, trust in what he's done for me, or doing it on my own and not trust what he's done for me, that's my potential. How much rest is in there? Not a whole lot. How much potential do you have now trusting him, resting in what you know is true? That means your identity. You have to rest in that. You may not feel like you're a righteous person or a holy person. It's not based on this. It's based on what he did for you. Like I said, today's some review, but it's just another perspective on how to look at it because I feel like we can't get enough of it. Because when we walk out that door, that enemy's going to come and steal it. He wants it. He doesn't want you to know the truth about who you are in him. He's going to beat you up, I promise you. Or he's going to send somebody in your life to beat you up and say, you're just a joke. If that object is us, how much more? What do you want to see in your life break through? What are you hungry for? Are you doing it on your own potential or his? Never doubt. Say never doubt. God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish doesn't say part of this. It says all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. And we will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. You. Where's our qualification come from? What qualifies us? Say to God Val. He does. Jesus. If you're unsure this morning of your position and whether you are equipped with the power of God on the inside of you, if you're saved, if you've received the Holy Spirit, the gospel of Jesus is very simple. Romans 10 10 says this, and what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness of God, and then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture encourages us with these words, everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. Now I have at the bottom of my page here, Holy Spirit, where do we go from here? So I ask you, as a body of believers, as brothers and sisters, Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? How many bold this morning? Can we bold this morning? Terry Eisenhower, come up here. I'm doing this in love, just so you know. Just don't punch me. Huh? 
I ain't gonna take coffee. <laughs> I'm gonna pray over this man. And some of you know Terry's story. He's been through a lot. The walking miracle. But when you go through all that stuff, I'm not gonna lie to you, it messes with this a little bit. It does. And if you're not grounded in the identity of who you are, guess what happens? Makes the struggle a little harder. Do you agree? So, Papa, I just thank you for Terry. I thank you, Father God, that in Jesus, as a brother in Christ, that you do see him as righteous, as holy, as blameless, beyond reproach, that he is filled with your goodness, that he is your beloved, that his identity going forth in this place today, <clears throat> when the enemy comes to try and knock him down or rear up depression in his mind or in his will and emotions, Father God, that he can stand and say, no, I'm alive in Jesus, I'm free, and I'm going to walk it out. I thank you for that, Papa. I thank you for that, Papa. I get the word redeemed today for you, Terry. Redeemed. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Trust him. Listen to him. Shut the rest of the noise out. I'm like Paul prayed, watch what comes alive. Watch what happens. Your potential is going to magnify, multiply, over and over. So be it. Amen. Papa, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I call on you? Come on up here. You know I love you, right? She's like one of my daughters, no lie. True? Papa, I thank you for this young lady. She knows your word. She knows who she is in you. And even grace has struggled with that. But the beautiful thing of his Father God, we watched it break off here recently. That light when she walks in the room, it changes the whole atmosphere. And that's you, Papa. And she knows it and she just rests in it. I thank you for that, Papa. I just speak to her abilities and her talents, Father God, that as she begins to keep diving in them deeper and deeper and deeper, you're going to keep showing her new avenues, new ways, new experiences. The desires of her heart could become a reality. I thank you for that, Papa. I just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I feel like there's one more. I don't know who it is. If you need something, I want you to be bold this morning. Raise your hand. We're a small family, but we're mighty. You don't have to forgive me because your name's on the end of my tongue and I can't get it out. What's your name, dear? I knew that. What are you praying for? Your health. God knows. You know you're redeemed, right? And you're filled with his love and his power. Yeah.
Fear is a good one. A lot of us here can relate to it. The enemy likes to use it. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to speak boldness right now of your heart, over your mind, will emotions, to be steadfast. We know it's true. That fear has no place, not only in you, but in your house, wherever your feet may tread. Walking, knowing that you're a well woman. I don't care what the Dodge report says. You are a well woman. God's report is always greater than any doctor report. And whatever news may come from a doctor report or something else, you keep speaking God's report. I promise you there's going to be a lot of people here speaking with you. And when you come out the backside, whatever this is, you're better than you were before when you started. may look different, but you're better. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Trust him. So, Papa, I just thank you for Judy. I thank you for her courage to just lift her hand and just ask for prayer, Father God. We just speak, again, protection of our mindful emotions. Fear has no place. She is a child of God, Father God. She is yours. She's the one that you went after, Father God. You know her. You're loving on her. And we're speaking to that power that's inside of her to keep flooding her mind with emotions. That when she walks into the room, Father God, everybody's going to be asking, I want what Judy's got. What has she got? And Lord, just like we talked this morning, she does have that qualification, that ability to speak about who you are and what you're doing for her and what you've done for her. I thank you for that, Papa. And let's give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else? Well, I'm not like Isaac. I'm not going to run your ear for another 45 minutes. Love you, Isaac. <laughs> it's quarter after. I think it's a great time to close it up, go get some lunch with our families, and spend the day together as brothers and sisters, whatever that looks like, and Everything Morgan wants Mexican. She's over there dancing. <laughs> Remember, who uses your faith? We do. How much faith do you have? All you need. You have the measure of faith on the inside of you. What's the measure of faith? Who knows? Not these two. What's the measure of faith? What's the measure of faith? Who do you think it is? Starts with a J. You have the same faith Jesus had. You have his power inside of you. That's all the faith you'll ever need. What happens when you walk in a room that's not filled with faith? What Jesus do? He couldn't go in his own town, correct? He had to take him outside the city. Surround yourself with faith-believing people who are going to speak the word over you. I'm very particular about it. Because I know when I walk in a room, if someone has doubt, there's a little giddy up there. It's going to affect. I think of Gary Short. I think of your kids. When we got to their house and prayed to them about getting pregnant, 
There wasn't one doubt in that room. Trey, was there any doubt? It wasn't us. We were just speaking what we know to be true. Jesus did the work. And what happened, Gary? Got a little baby coming. That's not the first time I've seen that happen here. That's because this room's filled with faith. And we speak it. We believe it. We walk it out. Don't turn that valve off. Keep it going. Keep it on. Turn it on full. Break the handle off once you got it open. So you can't shut it off. Papa, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to remind us of who we are in you. The power that's on the inside of us. The potential that we have in you. What you have done for us. By the finished work of the cross. And as you walk it out. We're, already, we're just walking out what's already been finished. What you've done for us. What's been poured into us. I thank you, Papa. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.